same show hopefully you love it is ryan hickey with you right here hick at night little planned words a little more creative hopefully a little more catching and eye-popping than just the ryan hickey show also i decided to make a podcast page so good news if you miss any part of the show this week next week any sort of saturday your schedule's off maybe or you have other obligations can't listen enough or can't listen as much as you like Plenty of places to go and find and listen at your convenience. Check out the Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe all four hours of each and every show. Upload it right there as well so you don't miss any of the show going forward. If you want to listen on Monday or Tuesday, boom, right there at your convenience. Hick at Night, again, night, N-I-T-E, wherever you do get your pods. Okay. As we know, the NFL season, each and every year without fail, is filled with surprises. Some good, some bad, some surprise teams. Wow, I can't believe they're making a playoff push. Although just big-time disasters where there's high expectations and teams fall mightily, mightily short. So as we're getting set here for another topsy-turvy NFL season, let's talk about some guarantees. Let's talk about even if... You know what hits the fan. Five alarm fire. Things go as bad as they could possibly go. I think there are three teams that are absolute locks to still make the playoffs no matter what happens this year. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers. Come hell or high water, they will be in the postseason no matter what. Can't say that about any other team in the NFL. Those are the only three locks guaranteed to make the playoffs no matter what. And when I mean no matter what, for the Chiefs, for example, even if Patrick Mahomes gets injured, has to miss some time, Chiefs season ain't over. I absolutely trust Andy Reid, if it's Blaine Gabbert at quarterback, to put Blaine Gabbert in a position to win games. He's done it with Chad Henney multiple times in the playoffs alone. Go back to last year. I know it was one drive. I get it, and that's different than a few games. But in one drive in the playoffs at home against the Jaguars, where Patrick Mahomes hurts his ankles getting x-rays in the locker room, Chad Henney leads a 98-yard touchdown drive in the playoffs after barely getting any action in the regular season. Go back to 2020. When Mahomes got hurt and got knocked out of the game against the Browns, divisional round. It's fourth and inches, one minute to go, in Kansas City territory, on their own side of the field, up by, I think it was four, I think it was 21-17. So a touchdown takes the lead and wins the game for Cleveland, if they get a stop. Fourth and inches, with your backup quarterback and Chad Henney, Andy Reid goes for it, throws the ball, and gets it. Andy Reid has shown you in the biggest situation to the season, in the playoffs, he is able to get the most out of guys, specifically Chad Henney, who has barely been relied upon at any point in that season. So I do trust, even if the worst-case situation happens for Kansas City and Mahomes is out, the best quarterback in the NFL is missing time. I absolutely trust the head coach get the most out of his backup quarterback and finish it off. So even if the unthinkable happens. The unfortunate happens. 
I still think it's a lock. Kansas City is in the playoffs. We'll be one of the seven teams playing in January. The Eagles, I think no matter what happens with them, you look at how they are built. They are built to win in multiple ways. This is a team that if they got to play through the air, if you have to throw the ball 50 times a game in order to win, they can do so. Jalen Hurts can throw the ball, and they got plenty of weapons with Dallas Goddard, with Devontae Smith, with A.J. Brown. John Swift now out of the backfield as well. They have a plethora of weapons for Hurts and Co. to throw the ball to if they got to play through the air. We know they are elite on the ground and running the ball. A great offensive line. Hurts is a tremendous running quarterback. The run game, yeah, you lose Miles Sanders, but that's kind of, as we've seen with the running back situation, it's plug and play. That should not drop off. They can win games defensively. they still got a really good defense. So Philly's a team that is able to win games in multiple ways, which again, whether it's injuries, whether it's one side of the ball struggling, they are not one-dimensional where they, even if one area is failing, are still going to be able to win games at a high amount. Especially, look at the NFC, uh, NFC where it's not that deep, not that dangerous. You can go through a slide with how much talent they have. I absolutely expect if the worst-case scenario happens for the Eagles this year, for them to still be in the postseason. That's why, for me, they are a lock. And the 49ers, I mean, look, last year's living proof, right? Last year showed you exactly why they are, to me, absolutely a lock to make the playoffs. They're quarterback proof. They're the only team in the NFL where the quarterback does not matter. Truly irrelevant. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. Does not matter who is behind center. They are winning games at a high rate. Kyle Shanahan, and his credit, has built a monster of an offense along with having loaded um, skill players at every position. So it doesn't matter what happens with Brock Purdy. doesn't matter what happens with Trey Lance or now Sam Darnold. This team is going to be in the playoffs. Unless they're, you know... Like, I'll be honest, I've been reading a lot of alien stuff recently, so I'm a little freaked out, personally. So, this is kind of half scary, but also half true. If the aliens come down tomorrow, suck up half the team for the 49ers, probably the only way they're not making the playoffs is if half the team's abducted by aliens. Otherwise, we'll see them in the postseason. That's it. Three teams, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers. Only locks this year, no matter what happens. They are still going to be a playoff team. Those are the three guarantees for 2023. Speaking of 2023, let's talk hot takes here. Let's call your shot now. Takeoff is a new segment we have just introduced on the uh, Hick at Night show leading up to the NFL season. What are your spiciest, hottest takes that you think will come true. Like, that's a caveat, right? We can't just throw stuff out there. The Bills are going to win three games this year. You got to believe, actually believe, these predictions, while crazy, will come true at the end of the season. I got a few we've thrown out there before. I do think the Broncos and the Browns are going to the playoffs. I do think the Buccaneers are going to win the NFC South. Jared Goff, I think, is going to have a monster year. A big bounce-back year. Um... 
and will be a top five MVP candidate. And I'll throw another one by here before we get your thoughts. I think the Los Angeles Rams are making the playoffs. I don't know why everyone is sleeping on the Rams. They are still coming back this year with Sean McVay, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Matthew Stafford, the last time we saw him healthy, won a Super Bowl. Aaron Donald, one of, if not the best, defensive player in the NFL. Cooper Cup, top five NFL wide receiver, went healthy. They got a lot of talent on their team. They got a lot of talent, not to mention an offensive line that was decimated, decimated by injuries last year, now fully healthy and back. That was their biggest issue last year. That's where a lot of their issues, I should say, started last year was their lack of health up front, and the offensive line couldn't run block, couldn't pass protect. It was a mess. But they were injury-riddled in 2022. Stafford, Cup, offensive line. Now you got a lot of those guys healthy. Back. I think the Rams are still very talented. Top-heavy, I get it. Still very top-heavy. But I think that skill alone is going to be enough in a weak NFC to grab one of the seven playoff berths. So there's another one for you. Rams will make the playoffs here in 2023. What are your thoughts? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and then number three. We do got a tweet from Jake Beaton. He predicts Bears go 10-7 and seven and shock the world. Justin Fields takes a third-year leap and becomes an MVP candidate. Book market, you heard it here first. Now, he didn't say it in the tweet, and I'm not going to hold him to it. I'll just put the record down. I'm going to assume if you think the Bears are going 10-7, and seven, that's going to be in playoffs. And the NFC that is not deep like the AFC, 10-7, and seven, absolutely bare minimum, should get you uh, one of the seven playoff spots for sure. But we'll sell. We'll at least hold Jake to 10-7, and seven, Bears with a winning record, and Justin Fields, MVP candidate. Alan is calling from Toronto. What's up, Alan? You asked uh, who has the most pressure on him. I think it's uh, Tua Tagovailoa because he uh, he has to stay on the field. He's only played 13 games in the last uh, the last two years, and with the receivers that he has, uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you know that these guys are mm-hmm. breakaway speedsters, and uh, I think. Uh, Tyreek wants to be the first to crack the 2,000 uh, yards uh, receiving. It, nobody's ever done it before. The closest was Calvin uh, Johnson yep. back in 2012, and uh, he had 1964. He just fell 36 shy, and they have a lot of pressure on him. Mike uh, McDaniel, he's uh, he's designed an offense uh, for uh, pistol and shotgun like he did in San Francisco, and uh, he's going to uh, he's going to put a lot of pressure on uh, on. Tua, you know, Tua has absolutely has to stay healthy. You're 100% right about that, Alan. You got any hot takes here? Any predictions that you think are a little spicy that you think will come true? I think Miami. You know, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 years. This is their year, I think. Uh, Calling nine it. And eight. Dolphins yeah, Super Bowl. They, yeah, they uh, they faded down the uh, the stretch last year. They, they were 9-8, and eight, and the previous year they were 9-7. and seven. In both years, they faded down the stretch. I think uh, Tua is going to remain healthy, and he's going to He's going to pass between 4,500 and 5,000 yards. He might even crack the 5,000-yard barrier, but he has to stay on the field. I'm really... I'm Are you really a Dolphins fan, here. Alan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because Don Shua, because I, I, uh, I did a lot of my vacationing down in, uh, in Florida, and I went to see them play 
when they were in the Orange Bowl and uh, when they finally moved to Joe Robbie Stadium. I, I am a Dolphins fan, and uh, they've caused me a lot of grief and sorrow for the last 50 years. I still remember two, 1972 when they were uh, 17 and 0, undefeated, the only undefeated season in the history of the game. And uh, you know, I've been a Dolphins fan for a long time. All right. I think it's fine. I think it's finally their year. I'm very confident in them. Alan, I like it. Calling your shot, Dolphins Super Bowl. I like that prediction, buddy. My friend Kroll, Tyler Krolkowski, does chime in on Instagram, Ryan Hickey Show. Dolphins Super Bowl. So you got company, Alan. He's also a Dolphins fan, but there's two. Two believers in the Finns calling their shot Super Bowl for Miami this year. Christian is calling from Jacksonville. Hello, Christian. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, go ahead and book this. Mark it down right now. Trevor Lawrence will win MVP. Nice. He's surrounded by weapons at wide receiver, weapons at running back, and we see what happens when you, when you give the weapons to the young, talented quarterback. They blossom. They take off. Uh, he will win MVP. He will establish himself as second-best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes, above Joe Burrow. Wow. Jags will go to the Super Bowl, but the NFL won't let them win it. Who are they rigging the Super Bowl for, then? Uh, might be Eagles. Could have another Rams uh, miracle run. They won't let the Jags win, though. Not on their first try. Maybe their second next year. Why, why wouldn't they let them win? Why is the fix in for Jacksonville? I mean, come on. It's, it's always been uh, New England back in 2018. Uh, last year in the Chargers playoff game, they tried as hard as they could to give that away uh, to the Chargers, but we know what happens. The Chargers charge it up. Trevor Lawrence threw it four picks in the first half? Chris, come on. And then, the fix is did not you in. Not see the, the pass interference that, that should have been called on the third one? Oh, my. NFL tried, but the Jags are too good. Why would they reward the Rams with a Super Bowl? No one cares about them. Why? Why not have another Rams run? Oh my! All right, the the fix is in, Christian. There, there's the take. There's a hot take, folks. The fix is in against the Jags. Forget about Trevor Lawrence winning the MVP. Forget about the Jaguars getting to the Super Bowl and Trevor Lawrence surpassing Joe Burrow and Josh Allen be the second best quarterback in the NFL. The take is the Jags are. Rigged, or the, the NFL, I should say, is rigged against the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams because, of course, can't have nice things in Jacksonville. That is, that's a take. But Christian, I like the hot take. We have wrote it, written it down. It is noted. Chris in California. Hello, Chris. Ryan, how you doing? Long time no speak, sir. What's going on, buddy? What we got? What we, what we calling here? Well, my hot take is this: New York Giants at the 49ers NFC title game. Ooh, you're believing in Big Blue, huh? Oh, absolutely. I know the Eagles were a little problem last year, and uh, you're, you're, hey, your opening monologue, sir. I mean, I got to give it to you. That was the best monologue I've heard since Mad Dog Russo in 1987, That's when he was time. the weekend guy on WMCA. When he said he said this literally, I'm gonna blow up Yankee Stadium. He was pissed off. <laughs> He was pissed off at George Steinbrenner about something, and he went berserk. I might You're get arrested for that, so I'm not going to go that deep or, or no, that strong. I, I mean, you can't say it. These days, you'll be uh, taken off the air immediately. Yeah, I'll be canceled. FBI headquarters. But he literally said that, and I'm sure he'll remember it. If you ever bump into him, ask him about it. And I say, yeah, Chris, from the guy from that you hung out with at the Alpine that night, he reminded me of that uh, blow-up Yankee Stadium line, and he'll get a kick out of it. But, uh, yeah. I think the Giants are going to take a big lead. They did win a playoff game, if I remember right, last year. And then they the did. Eagles just, We're getting the smoked. Eagles, 
Who do they beat? The Giants last year, the Vikings in Minnesota. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm getting old, man. Short term. That's all right. Hey, Chris. uh, Chris, you're living in the fast lane, buddy. I do do remember the Eagles just beating the crap out of them. Your three lots are total lots. The 49ers adding McCaffrey, George Kittle, at tight end. Like you said, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I'm 65. Put me in there. We're going to the playoffs. And I got a soft spot. I'll finish with this for the 49ers. Guy from my high school. You know, 400 students total. Randy Cross won three Super Bowls there. He was a little before my time. I never met him. My brother knew him. My brother was a year behind him. But I've always loved the 49ers. But the Giants are going to play the 49ers this year. And I don't know if they can beat him. But uh, something's going to happen. I don't, I, don't, I don't want anyone to get hurt. But the Eagles, I'm just not seeing it. All right. Big, big blue at the 49ers. Great All right. show, Ryan. Chris, you, appreciate the call, buddy. Appreciate the call. Giant. There's been a few now. Daniel Jones, most improved player. Giant NFC title game. I don't get the love of the Giants. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they're taking a step back. I don't like, forget about Daniel Jones. I don't like the offensive weapons outside of Saquon Barkley. I got major questions uh, about Big Blue for sure here. But some Giants love coming on in. We are here at Hick and Night on CBS Sports Radio. Taking your thoughts and your calls on the hottest takes For 2023, predictions that you think will come true this upcoming season. I do have, I don't know if this is a hot take, so you tell me, but I do have a a take on what's going on with the Commanders. Um, And it leads me to one conclusion about Ron Rivera's future. I'll tell you what that is when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. All right, Ryan Hickey with you here on CBS Sports Radio. We're taking your hot takes for the 2023 NFL season. What take do you think is out there that no one's giving you credit for that you think is, sure, and people hear it say, that's outlandish. You're out of your mind. But you truly think, come January, you'll be right. You'll get the last up. That is the takes we're looking for, the ones that no one's really talking about that you, though, believe. 855-212-4227. I sprinkled a few in here and there, and I want to give you another hot take and kind of lead, it, lead this topic uh, into a little bit of a bigger conversation here. And that take is this. I think Ron Rivera is going to be the first head coach fired this year. I don't think Ron Rivera is making it through the entire year as the Washington Commanders head coach. And in large part, my evidence is just what we saw this past week. That entire unnecessary drama, the unnecessary drama, I should say, he brought upon himself, his new offense quarter, uh, coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, the entire team, frankly. It felt to me too weird to just be an accident. I don't think Ron Rivera's control of this team. And in a way, almost, I think Ron Rivera is siding with the players that are complaining about Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. And that, to me, is even a bigger problem. Think about it. This commander's offense has stunk. They have been 23rd or worse each year Ryan Rivera's been at the helm since 2020. So three years. That offense has been in the bottom third of the league in terms of points per game. They have been a bad offense. Good defense, horrendous offense. And so you now bring in the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, a guy who has been around greatness in Patrick Mahomes, 
has been around greatness and Andy Reid, who knows what a functioning high-octane offense looks like. And now, guys are complaining? And instead of putting your foot down, defending your hire, defending your guy, it almost sounds like Rivera was siding with them. Take a listen in case you missed it. I want you to listen closely here. So this is Ron Rivera when he first admits players are um, complaining about Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. Take a listen to how Ron Rivera kind of talked about it uh, earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, they have. And I had a number of guys come to me and I said, hey, just go talk to him. I said, understand what he's trying to get across to you, you know. And I think as they go and they talk and they listen to him, it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. Again, you get a different kind of player from, from the players back in the past, um, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain certain things. Two things. Number one. Why would you admit it public? Like if if that's, I mean, it is the case because he admitted it. But why would you publicly acknowledge? Yeah, guys are complaining about a coaching style. When when have you ever heard that? Like honestly, I cannot recall the last time players have complained and it's come out when the coach is still on the team, complaining about not the system, not the preparation, not what he's teaching them, but how he's yelling at them. How he's talking to the guys? Why, if you are Ron Rivera, acknowledge what is a stupid story? You should have squashed it right there just because of the fact that you acknowledging it only brings more attention to the stupidity of it, number one. But also, number two, did you hear at the end? He kind of singled out or, or let you know who was complaining. He talked about, oh, you know, guys now in college football, they're being coached differently. A lot of the young guys. So I'm going to assume by what he just said, it's rookies maybe second-year players in the league that are complaining about how Eric Bieniemy is yelling at them and or coaching them. Why would you listen to guys that have barely been in the league? Why are guys that have never been a part of an NFL training camp before allowing you to, like, bring up a situation and almost, in a way, throw your offensive coordinator under the bus because you are at least acknowledging, yeah, guys are unhappy. Guys are unhappy. And you know what we did in here? From Ron Rivera, in that first clip we just played, any sort of defense, any sort of strong stance towards taking the side, again, of the guy he hired in Eric Bieniemy, and of the guy that came over from the reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Wouldn't you say that the guy coming over with two rings on his finger, helping to coach Patrick Holmes, like there's a lot of questions about Eric Bieniemy's involvement, right? Uh, with the offense, how much is Andy Reid? How much is Mahomes? How much is Bienemy? The fact is, bare minimum, Bienemy was around and absorbed Andy Reid's ideas and coaching style, Patrick Mahomes' play. He knows what good offense looks like. And so if he's yelling at guys, doesn't he have the clout? Especially going to a team where offense has been a struggle, doesn't Bienemy have the clout to say, hey, this is how it's got to be? And he has the benefit of the doubt because he has come from somewhere that's successful versus the guys that are on this team have not been good on offense. Something's not adding up. But, 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 we got to be fair here, right? This is an objective show. We're going to give everyone a chance to say their piece. Ron Rivera said those first comments he just played on Tuesday. Created a firestorm. He recognized that. Wednesday, okay. 
has a chance to apologize, walk it back, defend Eric Bieniemy. Here is Ron Rivera's apology. Let's see if he actually came to bat for his brand new OC. You know, I realized my comments yesterday took on a different life than I intended yesterday. And that's on me for not being as clear as I needed to be. I'll own that. At the end of the day, we know that we're trying to build here and we're all aligned. As I've said many times since I've hired Eric, I love the overall message that he gave to the team his first day. And that was basically, we got to learn to be comfortable when we're uncomfortable. Did you hear any sort of, I'm sorry for not taking the side of Eric Bieniemy. I'm sorry for bringing this stupid story to light and allowing young players to, in a way, almost undermine my new offensive coordinator. I didn't hear any of that. All Ron Rivera apologized for was making this a story for creating a distraction. There was no, oh, I'm sorry that I didn't take the side of my guy. I'm sorry that I didn't defend Eric Bienmi enough to where there was a question of if I'm defending the players instead that are complaining. Look, I don't know if Ron Rivera is intimidated by Eric Bienemy that he's going to take his job. I don't know if now that the spotlight is off Dan Snyder that he sold the team and on Rivera that now he's starting to, you know, we're starting to pay attention more to what he's saying and this is how he's always been, but now it's getting more light because, again, there's no... Snyder um, around to kind of deflect uh, attention away from. Whatever it is, something's going on. And I don't think Ron Rivera has control of this team. And again, just even insinuating there's an issue and not defending your offense coordinator for me means you're taking the side of players that are complaining, which is a major issue. Going forward here. We have not played. I know they played tonight, but when these comments are made, we did not even have the commanders playing a preseason game yet. And there's already sorts of drama starting. There's already questions about the fit of the enemy. Is he the right guy? Are guys actually buying to his coaching style? When you're the head coach, you cannot afford distractions. And that's exactly what Ron Rivera created. I think that distraction, in a way, is him kind of knowing, oh, the enemy's right here breathing down my neck. I don't have control of this team. That's why I think when this season's all said and done, we're going to see Ron Rivera fired before it does end. So that's another hot take for you. We've got a few hot takes coming your way. Predictions from me, predictions from you of things you think will come true, maybe crazy when it's first said, but come true at the end of this 2023 NFL season. So a few takes you've already thrown out uh, on today's show. I think the Broncos and Browns both We'll make the playoffs here in 2023. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are winning the NFC South, led by a revamped and revitalized Baker Mayfield. Jared Goff, top five MVP season. I think the Rams are making the playoffs. And I think Ron Rivera, first head coach fired. We are taking names and writing down receipts here. You want to call your shot? You want to make a big-time prediction now? Get in early? And reap the rewards when we keep receipts later on in the season and brag about how right you are. This is your chance. What is your hot take that you think will come true here in 2023? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Brian Marzo, my guy. Do love Brian Marzo, one of my good friends. Does chime in on Instagram, Ryan Hickey Show. 
He says the Raiders are making the playoffs. That's a hot take. That's a hot take that I don't see any way of coming true. And I got two words why that ain't coming true. Josh McDaniels. Enough said. Dre is calling from Fort Worth. What's up, Dre? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I'm gonna say this about the Redskins. I, I hate a lot of these young players now, like in basketball and football. They they so privileged, man. Nobody wants to work. Back when I played football and basketball, man, we got cussed out all the time, and we just played through it. But my hot take, I believe my Jacksonville Jaguars right. will win the Super Bowl. Wow! And will defeat the Eagles. So you're not like Christian in Jacksonville who called before who said the fix is in. Jacksonville will get to the Super Bowl but not win it. You're saying screw the fix. NFL's not rigged. They are winning it all. I like it, I'm going to say this, though. In 2018, we got robbed. We got robbed by the Patriots in 2018. You know we got robbed in 2018. I will will not agree there. I, I will not disagree. Excuse me, Dre. I will not disagree. But I love the confidence. Jaguars, Super Bowl, Dre, it is written down, set in stone. Appreciate the call, buddy. Appreciate you calling your shot here. We have written it down. A lot of love for the Jaguars. Brady calling from Atlanta. Hello, Brady. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? What we uh, what we got cooking up today? I got my hot take is going to be that Kirk Cousins oh. leads the NFL in passing yards, but the Vikings missed the playoffs. Interesting. And I so think defense that's, that's going to happen again. because they're going to have probably the worst running game in the NFL. But Kevin O'Connell with that Rams offense with these guy with Justin Jefferson, they, they'll have no choice but to air it out almost every down. All right. All right. So leads the team in oh, – leads the league in passing yards, misses the playoffs. I'm sure you're thinking oh, Brian Flores coming in defense is not going to take that much of a step uh, forward. I, yeah, I think the scheme will be better. I think Harrison Smith will be used as he's intended to. He wasn't really with Donatel last year. Um, but the, the, the players on the defense, it needs rebuilding. They're they're so bad. Are you right a now. Vikings fan, Brady? I am a Dirty Bird fan, but the Vikings okay. interest me a lot. All right. I was going to say, you're pretty knowledgeable for someone coming from Atlanta. I like it. All right. So, Vikings, there we go. Appreciate the call, man. Vikings missing the playoffs. But Kirk, big individual year. All right, so we're continuing to take your hot takes for this NFL season. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. They're all getting written down. We are keeping receipts here, and don't worry. If yours blows up like week two, we will make fun of you. But we'll also give you due respect as well if you do call your shot correctly. So 855-212-4227. We'll do this every show leading up to the NFL season does uh when that does start in just under a month or so from now so we'll do that as well we'll get your thoughts but also we do return three at three including a thought i mean i will say this today at my the gym i go to by my apartment by far the weirdest day i've ever like though i've seen three things i've never seen before at the gym and i i don't think you've seen them either i'll tell you what they are when we do return It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. The man who is obsessed with the number three. Three is a magic number. Uh, Trey, Ryan Hickey. He like that's his self-given nickname. T-R-E-S is in three in Spanish. Gives you three thoughts, three opinions. 
three observations at 3 a.m. That's a magic number. Let's go inside the brain of Ryan Hickey at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter and see what's going on in there. It's time for three at three. All right, Hick at night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Three thoughts, usually, usually non-sports related here. And boy, today was by far the weirdest day I've ever seen at the gym. Nico Scarlatta's doing a great job producing the show. Nico, tell me if you have seen any of these three things in your life before. They all happen to me today. One is maybe not that weird, but the other two are I've never seen this before. Okay, number one, I'm in the sauna today. Usually right in the sauna, you wear nothing but a towel. This guy sitting next to me is wearing nothing but a towel. But he also has a hat on his head. Not a knit winter hat, like a baseball hat. And he claims that it's supposed to help keep the heat in and make you sweat more. It's 180 degrees in the sauna. You're sweating already. I don't think like a a regular baseball hat, like one of those like 47 branded hats that are like, was that cotton? That's not keeping the heat in. Did he have hair or was he bald? Uh, The hair was very short. I couldn't tell because the hat was on, but he had definitely like a high and tight cut. I don't know if he had the horseshoe. Maybe that's why he had the hat on. But, I mean, he made a conscious effort because he took all his clothes off in the locker to put the hat back on. I'm not buying the fact that you can – that's helping retain heat. I, I don't get where – I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I don't understand the physics of that. Like, what exactly is it – how is it keeping in the – what is he trying to keep his head more warm so that it sweats more? Like, if that was the case, why not just keep all your clothes on? Or wear a winter hat. Like, do you think it's more effective? The hat has holes in it. Like, it's the like the hats are built for breathability. And he goes, oh, yeah. I had to ask. I, I saw. I sat there for 10 minutes like, this is the weirdest thing I ever saw. Because he consciously, obviously, made an effort to take his shirt off and put his hat back on. I've never seen that before. That was weird. But that's thing number one. This was not as weird. This may happen before. But he leaves. I'm still there by myself. Like, five minutes later... One guy opens the door, peeks in, looks around, makes eye contact, he looks in, he shuts the door and walks away. Doesn't come in. Weirdest thing. I don't were, know what you're looking for. Were you the for. only one in there? Only one in there. Maybe he felt uncomfortable being alone in there with you. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm an inviting guy. I'm you a nice seem guy. Like it, yeah. I do have a mustache now, so maybe that's part of the creepiness where he said, I can't be in here with no other witnesses with a mustache creep. But it was just poked his head in. Eye contact that goes, oh, shoot, I got to get out of here. I don't know what, like, what are you looking for in the first place then? It's you, a sauna. It's a glass door you could see through without opening the door. When he came in, did you, like, smile? Did you say anything to him? Did Was it, like, awkward? Did you I give him, a like, a smile. dirty look? Like, I know the audience can't see, but maybe I'm going to show you, then maybe I can try to explain it. He pokes at him, like, like a, a soft smile with a little head nod, like, I acknowledge you. I'm, like, being, I'm like, giving you, like, a friendly I know, like, New York City gets a very bad rap with how rude people are, for the right reasons. A lot of people here are rude. So, but when I try to put an olive branch out of just, like, I'm welcoming, I'm nice, I try not to be a mean person, is that, like, if, all right, so you, I'm going to give you the look, you tell me if that's, like, an inviting or, like, uh, maybe, like, a, a bad guy look. I don't see anything wrong with it. Maybe okay. maybe he was just an awkward guy. He likes being in there alone. Maybe he's insecure about his body. He knows when he takes his clothes off. But the w- I've already been in the sauna with him. 
I go on the same time every day, so I see the, a lot of the same people. Oh, so you've seen this guy before. I, I don't want to say I know this guy. I've talked to him for like 10 minutes before. He knows I work in radio. He works locally here at NYU as a professor. He, like, knows people at CBS Radio who used to own us before Odyssey. It's like we had a conversation. Yeah, then I have no idea because if he already kind of knows you, then I don't see the issue. <laughs> that was that was weird. But the weirdest thing by far I've never seen before is this. So I, I am leaving. I'm about to walk out onto the street. Some guy like, on the street walks past the gym. Two, like, gym trainers right by the door. They stop with their – they stop talking. Like, middle sense, stop talking. Look at the guy that's walking past. and go, hold on, hold on. Both go outside. And one guy goes to the other, is that the guy that was drunk and you kicked out of the gym yesterday? And the guy goes, yes. There was a guy, allegedly. Now, this guy was walking down the street. He had what looked like a beer can in his hand. He was not at the gym today. But he apparently, I guess, was at the gym yesterday drunk. I can't think of, I mean, there are, I'm sure, a few other worse places to be drunk. But could you imagine going to a gym, working out, lifting weights drunk? I mean, I'm 120 pounds. I can't even lift the weight sober more than half the time. So to be doing it drunk, I don't even know how that would work. What are you doing? Why? That's not enjoyable whatsoever. That's the last place I want to be is trying to move my body in a physical way when I'm hammered. And now this also brings uh, makes sense for something else. A few months ago, probably around February or March, I was in the locker room. I went to go throw something out in the trash can was an empty six-pack of Corona. A full six-pack of Corona bottles emptied. Like, that's weird. Never seen that before. Maybe we're the ones out of the loop, and this is, like, the new thing to do. Maybe that's a new fitness routine. Get bombed, get a few beers in your system, and go push heavy weights around. What's the worst that happens? Screw protein shakes. Start drinking these before you head to the gym, right? So, I mean, I can't confirm nor deny that it was him, but put two and two together. Guy gets kicked out for being drunk. Empty six-pack in the locker room a few months ago. I would assume there's a, a track record there that could, could line up. Someone's got to talk to this guy. Get better hobbies when you're drunk. Go to, a, I mean, especially too, if you're that drunk during the day, and maybe you need some help, but still. And this was like the middle of the week too, right? Yeah, middle of the week, middle of the day. Jeez. I've never saw that. So that was... It was a weird day. All three in one day, especially, added up to just a bizarre day for sure. All right, that is thought number one. Thought number two is this. I don't put you on the spot here, so I'll answer first. If you have any other thoughts, let me know. When it comes to the worst sounds on this planet, the worst sounds you could possibly hear, I think I found number one. I definitely know what one and two are, but I think number one for me is cemented earlier today. It's jackhammering. I cannot stand the sound of a jackhammer. They're doing construction by my apartment, and I've walked by it now two or three days in a row. It is so loud. It is so piercing. And it's so, it's the stop and start to is annoying because you, it, and then stops. And you think, okay, it's done. Okay, maybe they're really done. The stopping and starting and the 20 or 30 times you think, okay, maybe that's the last of it. Only to be fooled and have it happen again is infuriating, but when you walk by it, it's so loud when you're actually near it. I almost, I should have done it. I almost crossed the street today to go out of my way going home just to avoid the hammering sound. I didn't. I regretted it. I got jackhammered right in the ear. It was awful. Second worst sound, iPhone alarm. 
Yeah. Nothing gives you the chills of hearing that alarm out of context more than more than that. So do you use the default one or do you yes. have like a you use the default one? I, See, use I, the default I customized one. it so it, it it wakes me up in a much more soothing way. Okay. You might have to try it. All right. Any other worse sounds on this planet that can come to mind? I was thinking maybe like sirens from like an ambulance or a fire truck or or a cop car. I mean, I know obviously when they're on they're going somewhere important, but it still doesn't make the sound not annoying when they're driving right past your car and you hear it really loudly. It is annoying. I definitely would agree there. I just, something about the piercing of the jackhammer, I can, I guess, deal with the siren a little bit more than I can deal with, um, can deal with, uh, the jackhammer or the, the siren from the, uh, the cockpit. That's for sure. And finally, really fast, y'all say this. I was on a bachelor party last week in Scotts, Arizona. Mustaches in Arizona are back. I have one now. I'm waiting for my beer to grow in, but let me tell you, the mustache phase in Arizona is here, and it's not going anywhere. All right, we'll continue to take your hot takes for this NFL season. Also, too, when we return, Kirk Cousins is in the final year of his deal. Should the Vikings give an extension now? I think yes. I'll tell you why next. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. 